and the live stream. Okay. Here we go. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, okay. welcome. Welcome. Here we to, go. All right. Hello. Welcome to. Oh, sorry. We were echoing there for a minute. <laughs> Technical difficulties. So, welcome to Fearless Friday. My name is Dana Mantini Simmons. I am the owner of Obsessed with Success Marketing Agency. Hey, Leah. How are you? And I'm here with Deb Mullen, who is an amazing human being in general, but also has been in network marketing for 35 plus years. Um, she's created amazing relationships in the industry, and she's done it with gratitude and built successful businesses, but still being authentically herself. So what a great way to kick off Fearless Friday than with such an amazing person and business owner and entrepreneur and champion of network marketing in general or marketing in general, I should say. So with, without further introduction, I give you Deb Mullen. Yay. <laughs> hey, listen, I've been just taking Tony Robbins breakthrough 2022. So if this was a Tony Robbins uh, interview, we'd be starting out with woo, 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 and getting everybody oh, yeah, there you go. Up right. and down, doing breathing exercises. And so thank God this isn't a Tony Robbins interview and we can just hang out and um, talk like the friends that we are and, 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 and learn some great things about one another and about our guests who are on the call. Awesome. So, so the group is a lot of, uh, hey, Steph, welcome. So the group is based on women and men who are involved in either small businesses, network marketing, direct sales, or entrepreneurs who are motivated. They are committed to their goals so much so that they're obsessed with success. So we try to give them as much motivation and inspiration as we can. And I want to take that to the next level and really bring some of the awesome people. I noticed that there was all these awesome people joining the group. And I said, you know, let's talk to them. Let's see, you know, what, what brought them success. So take a minute, tell us about your background. I know I, I told a little bit um, how you got started and, and how you built such an awesome business. Well, you know, I got started uh, at, around the age of 40, you know, I, I'm pretty old. So let's, you know, and, and the first marketing tip I can give anyone on the phone today is, you know, make sure you got your makeup done, make sure you got your room set and you sit far away from the camera. And in my case, I have my computer sitting on a big box so that you can't see my double chin. So <laughs> yes, it's all angles. yes. I say that to give credibility to what I'm going to share with you, because back when I was growing up and we were talking about this the other day, you know, back in the 1980s, we didn't have answering machines mm -hmm. and we didn't even have a word called entrepreneur. So I was a person who was just struggling in life, trying to find out what it is I was supposed to do. You know, I worked in a doctor's office and then from there I went and worked in the hospitality industry because the hospitality industry was the first industry that had no glass ceiling. And it was the first time I was able to earn what I was worth. So when I turned 40, a friend of mine brought me, oh, by the way, going back to the 80s, we didn't have answering machines. So that, it, fast forward to 1990, I was just turned 40 and a friend of mine brought me to a new skin meeting. 
And back then, New Skin was huge. I mean, everyone in Rhode Island was joining it. Hotel rooms were being packed with hundreds and hundreds of people. And so I went to the meeting and I was watching this gentleman, well, actually it was a husband and wife team. And the wife was talking about how she went out every night and retailed product. And she talked about her nice little retail business, but her husband was drawing circles on a whiteboard. And all those circles <laughs> represented income. And I remember saying as clearly as yesterday, I pointed to that and I said, I wanna do what he does. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to sell a product. That was never my intention, don't get me wrong. Every company I've represented, I've represented because I believe the product brought value to someone. But if it brings value, then it must be a great business opportunity. And that's what I got involved in network marketing for was I wanted to build a business. So mm -hmm. it didn't take long before I realized I was with the wrong company because I didn't have a clue what I was doing and no one was helping me. And I didn't have any, you know, back then there weren't, you know, books written like they are written today, you know, GoPro and, you know, your first year in network marketing, there was nothing. But I met a woman, a woman that blew my mind. She was the VP of sales and training for Jaffa Cosmetics. She had a big, big job and women followed her like Peter Pan. I mean, she was so smart and I made it my decision that that woman was going to become my mentor. And she did. In fact, the first company I worked with her was a jewelry company out of Memphis, Tennessee. And I hate jewelry. And people said, well, how can you be number one in the company selling jewelry if you hate jewelry? I said, well, I live in Rhode Island. Women in Rhode Island were born believing they deserve jewelry. So it was yeah. a no brainer. But what I learned from her was all the skills it took in order to build a business. She taught me how to build relationships with women so they'd open their homes to me and invite me in and introduce me to their friends. She taught me how to hold a successful home party that didn't get canceled, where everybody showed up and everybody brought a friend so they were real successful. She yeah. showed me how to follow up so that people would want to rebook with me and people would want to continue doing business with me. And those are basically the skills that you need to do network marketing. Everything oh, yeah. you've learned from all the other gurus, forget it. It's just stuff. The it's only thing you need to know how to do is how to effectively build relationships so that people will invite you in and introduce you to their warm circle of influence. And that's how my career started from there of course you know I got excited about other companies I was with a nutrition company for 11 years before I left to go work with a, a little online greeting card company that had just come out of beta testing and I was an advocate for marketing we have that in common Dana we believe and love marketing more than anything yeah. else and yeah. this company allowed me to effectively market myself from a level of appreciation as opposed to buy me, buy me, buy me. Yes. So that's kind of the fast 20 minutes of my career and how I ended up here, you know, some 30 years later, 35 years later, still in the industry and receiving a residual income. I have received a check from my company for the last 17 years every month. And that is really why we get into network marketing because we are looking for that security when we retire. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've been getting residual income for 17 years from the same company. You still get a check to this day. That's amazing. That's the power of 
And you know, a lot of people, you know, people say to me, you know, people have tried to sidetrack me over the years into looking at other companies. And, you know, I like shiny new objects too. Don't get me wrong. When I see something that I know is going to be extremely hot, I think, oh my God, I really want to do that. But then I remember that the only way to build a residual income is to not quit. Right. You have to stick around long enough and you have to help other people. And this goes back to the building aspect of network marketing. If I had not gone out and offered the business opportunity that I had been offered to other people, yeah. I wouldn't have a residual income because you can't build a lot of residual income just on customers. Customers are a great retail base and they bring you a nice income every month, mm -hmm. but the real money comes from training and teaching other people how to right. grow their own individual businesses. And I think the personal growth happens there too. You know, a lot of people think, well, I can't do this or I have a reason why I'm not doing this and so on and so forth. So, you know, I think what I love the most about that piece of it was that it stretches you, right? It makes you think beyond what you think you can do. And then some people are surprised. They're like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, when you sign a new person on and, and you're like, oh, they signed with me. Well, yeah. You know, when you learn the correct way and how to do it with gratitude and that kind of stuff and to really do it for the right reasons, then it makes a big difference. So Absolutely. Um, I remember when you were shy. I mean, <laughs> you know, thing with that. you've never had a shy bone in your body, yeah, right? but yeah. you, are, you are, you are always a natural for this business. In fact, I remember when I first met you, one of the things I tried to do was recruit you because, yeah. you know, when you meet someone that has all the skills that are yep. that that are valuable in our industry and that's basically people who are, are social and people who are comfortable talking to people people who smile people who bring energy into a room and those are the basic skills you look for when you meet someone who's like you know down and they, they say well you know what does this take or i'm not sure you know i stop spending my time trying to convince them that this is a great opportunity because for them it's not Mm -hmm. and, and it's just wasted energy trying to help people who are really not interested right. in this type of industry and the skills that are required to build it. And that's such a great point, too, because sometimes I think we chase people and, you know, it's like there's goals. We, we all have goals. There's goals we want to hit. But sometimes we ch when we chase the wrong person, you know, it's hard to say, oh, you know, well, that person was kind of interested, but you know, I think we need to kind of remember that you don't have to chase one person because you think that they're going to be a good fit. Leah says, absolutely true. Not worth chasing. Exactly. So I learned that the hard way too in my business. And that's where I came up with my name. I said, you know what? I want to work with people that have goals, right? They're, they they know what they want. They know what they want to do, that they're, they want to hit it so bad, that goal, they're obsessed with success. And that's where the group came from and the, and the company came from. But the one thing that I really, that I loved, I don't want to forget this, that you talked about that your mentor told you um, and taught you from the beginning was really the basics, right? So how to get people to book with you, how to get them to hold the meeting, how to get them to bring their friends, right? So talk a little bit about, because I, I feel like it's going to be so simple, right? We tend to overcomplicate it, I think, in, in, uh, in our roles, but um, talk a little bit about those simple things that you do repeatedly that you've done over all these years that have brought you successes. Well, you know, my mentor was was pretty it was pretty simple when we started working together. She basically taught me 
three steps to every process we worked. Like when booking a, a home party, the first time I booked a home party, no one showed up. And she said to me, she sat down and, you know, she started asking me some questions and basically she said, well, what did you teach the hostess to do? And I was like, well, I told her to give me her guest list. And so she did. And I sent invitations, but the party never held. And she said, Deborah, she always called me Deborah. <laughs> do you know how to hold a successful home party? And I thought about it and said, no, because, you know, quite honestly, I hated home parties. And she said, well, neither did your hostess probably. So do you think maybe that could have been the problem? Maybe if you hostess coached your hostess and taught her how to hold a, an effective show. And like, that was a light bulb moment. It was like, you know, how can I go out and do something that I don't know how to do myself? So she's teaching me the basics of hostess coaching, what to teach the hostess so that the hostess knew how to invite her guests. And then after she invited her guests, she taught me how to increase attendance through the guests who were attending, which was mind blowing. Think about it. You got three people coming to the show. She taught me how to turn it into six. Yeah. And then she taught me how to secure the show so it didn't cancel. It was genius. And, and that was, and I mean, I chose her as a mentor for a reason. I mean, yeah. this woman was brilliant and in Jaffra, uh, Jan Day, who was the owner of Jaffra, insisted that all her reps have 10 shows scheduled a month. Mm -hmm. And anytime anyone wanted to quit, she said, you can't quit until you have 10 shows on your calendar. When you have 10 shows on your calendar, come to me and you can quit. Well, who's going to quit with 10 shows on their calendar? Right. Now, I remember my first month in business with my mentor, she called me on a Friday. I had no shows booked. And she said, Deborah, I told her shows, call me Deborah. And she said, I expect you to have five shows on your calendar on Monday. Call me when you got it. And she hung up. Well, I went into a panic. I like, didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, I couldn't dis disappoint my mentor. She dropped me and well, and I was in therapy at the time. I had quit smoking and I was having some issues with anxiety. And, and my therapist said, why are you working with this woman if she causes such anxiety? I said, because I think she's going to teach me something. <laughs> and that Monday came and guess what? She never called me. She never asked me about it. But I had gone out that weekend and I had booked three shows because I was so terrified of losing her as a mentor. So it's always been said that people will do something out of fear of losing something versus fear of gaining something. And that was the lesson I learned from her at that moment. So yeah. I stepped out of my comfort zone. And a lot of people in our industry, I mean, our industry is really different today. You know, people... The, the leaders are teaching people to post on Facebook and they're, and, and they're filling their news feed with, with stuff that, you know, have you ever noticed if you post something, a, a guy with half a mustache, a hundred people will like it. But if you post something about your network marketing company, everyone ignores it uh -huh. because people see you coming. Yeah. And as long as they see you coming, you don't stand a chance. Yeah. You need yeah. to grow your business through building relationships first. If you have the relationship, that person will always pick up the phone and talk to you. If you call that relationship and said, hey, you know, I'm starting out a new business. Would you have a couple of friends on Zoom with me? Let me, you know, practice my presentation. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they're going to say yes. Yep. So why not go with the shuru versus posting yep. on Facebook, taking a Facebook challenge and doing, every time I see someone do a 14 day video challenge, I want to cry. 
It's the most painful thing I've ever seen. And it doesn't do anything. It does not cause any change. Is someone going to become really good at videos in 14 days? No. People are going to show up on the first day. They're going to have 27 views, feel real excited. Day number two, they're going to have five views. Day number three, they're going to have two views. And day number four, they stop because nobody's listening. Right, right. Did I carry on too much there or did I answer your question? Oh, you're good. You're good. I love it. I'm soaking it all in. I love it. So, so it's simplicity, consistency, you know, and, and relationships. And really that's what, that's why I wanted you to be the first one, you know, in this, in this fearless Friday series, because I think what happens too much in a, in this industry is that people get in, they think they're going to make money right away. They think they don't have to work. And then they think that just a simple post on Facebook is going to bring them success. Whereas, you know, you're right. People see them coming and, you know, there are negative things around direct sales and network marketing. There's people out there that, that think negatively of it and they don't see all the awesome things that can come from it and the connections. It's not just the money and the residual income, but the, the connections and the friendships you can make. Um, I actually thought about writing this thing called like death of the death of the script, right? Because what's the first thing they tell you when you get into any company? Here's the script, you here's the script, the script works. I'm like, no, no, my leader, the second I... I, I actually didn't get involved in network marketing until four years ago, believe it or not. And I came from a long line of Mary Kay. My uncle was one of the first male sales directors in the entire company. And uh, I just got involved four years ago. And the first thing that my, my leader told me was, here's a script, go use it. I was like, no way. That is not how I do things, you know? So I just talk to people like we're talking right now. You know, it wasn't, oh my God, you know, all this here's all the stats about the company. It was just an honest, open conversation. And that's really what got me to where, to the level I was at. Um, so- Take you know, up my Mary Kay today, by the way. I specifically oh. put my- Mary Oh, yay. <laughs> I, got my, I got my Mary Kay lipstick on. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I posted a poll on LinkedIn the other day asking people what they thought of schmoozing. I come yeah. from the hospitality industry and we're schmoozers. We go way back. Yeah. And I've been doing a lot of research on the topic. And just like network marketing or automobile salespeople, it's a controversial word. And so many people were saying, oh, I think it's manipulative. And a lot of people were saying, I think it's an essential skill. And yeah. I have to tell you, schmoozing is what builds relationships. When you meet someone, having the ability to have the art of conversation yes. is what schmoozing is really about. When I moved to South Carolina five years ago, I came down here to reestablish my business. Now, you know me from my business with my greeting card company, and yeah. you know that I teach people to build relationships through greeting mm -hmm. cards. So when I came down here, I had just read Jeb Blount's book called Fanatical Prospecting. And this is mm -hmm. what he recommends. He said, don't worry about making appointments. Don't worry about making sales. Worry about exposures. He said, if you go out there and just expose yourself, people will see you. When they listen to you, they'll be impressed with you. They'll want to get to meet you. You'll get appointments and you'll sell. So I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So in my first three months in South Carolina, I made it my mission to expose myself 1,500 times. Ooh. And I did. I went to Toastmasters meetings. I went to BNI groups. I went to chambers. I started meetups. I talked to everyone in South Carolina on LinkedIn. Everybody saw my name. And after six months, nobody knew what I did. 
I sent about $2,000 with the cards and brownies, but nobody knew what I did. No. So finally, I was in a network, I was in a Toastmaster meeting one day and the president of the club stood up and he said, we love Deb Mullen. And under my breath, I said, now I can sell. Yeah. That's what I needed. Everyone will have an appointment with me. There isn't anybody in South Carolina who won't answer the phone when I call. No. I've never had to pay for anything. If there's an event, there's a ticket in my name waiting for me. Why? Because a $10 card and a box of brownies can move mountains. You yeah. want to book a party, you want to book an event, you want your friend to have friends over so you can present your network marketing opportunity, schmooze. I love it. And the relationship so they can't say no to you. Yes, yes. And you didn't ask them for anything either. You know, you gave, you gave of yourself, your expertise, you know, and just, just in being, you know, and a lot of, uh, it's funny because a lot of people say this to me, like, I know that lady, what does she do? I'm like, <laughs> everybody knows that lady. She's awesome. You know? Um, so the book you know, is, your gold, is your gold isn't in the bank. Your gold is in your relationships and your contact manager. Yes. And I said before that I may not have a lot of money, but my life is second to none. I, I was telling someone the other day that this is almost obscene to say, but my entire monthly nut to crack, to live, to have my car, to pay for my cell phone is $400 a month. Huge. Now, how does that happen? I live yeah. with a fabulous roommate who appreciates me and makes sure my life is nice. I have a car that's paid for because I learned a long time ago not to have a car payment. I turned senior citizen, so my phone is next to nothing because I have an old age plan. You know, my, my life is good because I built the relationships and my relationships with the people in my life are, they're worth more than gold. Absolutely, absolutely. I love that. So. You moved to South, we talked about moving to South Carolina. So you completely started over. So you leave Rhode Island where you've been your whole life, right? Mm -hmm. South Carolina. And the first, how many months you said? First six months you were there? No selling. So how many people can say they did that, right? That they had the residual income coming in from work they did, you know, 10, 15, 17 years ago, carrying them through so that they can go to South Carolina or wherever in the world, you know, that you want to go, your business goes with you. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, I still, me personally, I still have people that I sold Mary Kay to in the beginning from my first parties, my very first party, you know, um, that still buy from me today, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, Hey, I got an extra hundred bucks this week because of this, you know? So, um, so I think the most, the, the question that I, that I've been wanting to ask you is if you could go back and we know we can't, right? But if you were to go back and change one thing, would you would you change one thing? What would it be? And would you change anything? I know it's always a tough one. It's like, ah. Uh. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I, yeah, well, no, uh, it's different in our world today. You know, I was telling a friend of mine in network marketing, I really miss the days when my only competition were Amway, Avon, and Mary Kay. When I got yeah. into network marketing, that was it. A Tupperware, you know, there weren't a lot of companies. So when you went out and spoke to someone about a business opportunity, 
you know, there weren't a lot of other opportunities for them to say yes to. So, you know, there was a good chance. Now today, if you went and talked to those people, you'd find out that they've probably been in your opportunity, you know, 10 years ago and they've been in 15 others since and they're in five or six right now. Because it seems to be that the phase or, or what's popular right now is working for a lot of individual companies, multiple streams of income. Now I'm a fan of multiple streams of income. I just don't think that all your streams should be coming from different network marketing companies because right. that, you know, you know, a network marketing company, you know, it's, they're great, but when it comes down to it, you're selling somebody else's product and you're getting a commission off their product, which right. is, you know, a whole lot different than going out and selling a marketing project that you do yourself and keeping all the commission. So right. for me, what I would do differently on my path, I think today would be to have been more open to taking on other opportunities along the way. I've been very focused and singular and that has been very effective for me. However, the industry has changed and you have to change with the industry. Definitely. definitely. And so that's probably what I might do just a little bit different. And, yeah. you know, and two, one of the things I've learned, you know, in my company, because my product, see, I chose my company because it was a marketing tool and because my clients are business people, business people that I don't have to like, you know, I'm not dealing with housewives that I'm selling makeup to or young ladies that I'm, you know, selling, you know, uh, jewelry or, or I'm dealing with VIPs in business who have huge client lists and they need automation for follow-up or they need automations for a birthday club. So early on, I learned when I was dealing with this type of person, if I got them on the product, they never went off. So I literally have the same customers 17 years later, still on a monthly subscription every month. And yeah. that was an eye opener for me. That's when I said, okay, you know, if I got a customer that's going to stay every month and get a subscription for which I get paid for, you know, that's a real viable residual income that that's going to turn into something. And it did because the product was needed by that niche market. So a big message that I like to give people is, you know, you've heard it before. You have to know who your customer is. And, you know, you talk to someone and say, who's your customer? And they say everyone. And it's like, no, if that's your philosophy, you're not, you're really not going to survive. Yes. But if you can say, well, you know, and just I'm going to take Mary Kay for advantage. My best customer is a woman over 50 who's struggling with dry skin and the results of menopause. And she's looking for something that's going to make her look younger and make her skin look better. That's my perfect customer. So I'm only going after that customer. Yeah. And in doing so, I'm guaranteed success. Right. So that, that was a big lesson I had to learn because for the longest time, you know, I, I did the same thing. I was like, okay, you know, this is where I'm going and this is who I'm going to talk to. And then when I came here to South Carolina, I made the shift where I'm only going to talk to C-class people who have humongous organizations and tons of customers and they don't have enough time to do their relationship management. That's my best customer. And I can okay. find them everywhere. I mean, they're everywhere. And when you sit down with them and say, you know, do you have a birthday club? Do you have a birthday program set up? No, I don't. Well, you know, that's the best way to build relationships and to maintain relationships is to know you've got something going out at least once a year, better once a month, but at least to start, 
once a year. So your customers go, oh, gee, you know, that's nice. They remember me. Oh, it's music to my marketing ears. You know, I, one I'm a marketing mm -hmm. hot, you know, my network marketing. It was the marketing part of that, that attracted me. I think a lot of people forget, um, I think a lot of people in network marketing get into it thinking, you know, like I said, thinking that it's going to be easy. We're going to make all this money, but they forget the marketing piece. Right. So, you know, as a, when we onboard a new client, the first thing we do is we get to know that client, right? We, we want to know their background, where they came from, how they built their business, what's important to them. Right. And then one of the pieces that we also do is, is talking about the ideal customer, right? So not just, you know, demographics and that kind of stuff, but like give that person a name. Like, who's my ideal customer? Is my ideal customer Deb, you know, who's, you know, this age, goes to these things, likes this, listens to this music, reads this. So really focusing on who that ideal customer is. Now with something like Mary Kay, like you said, yes, can we sell skincare to men, women, teenagers, you know, dry skin, not dry skin, oily skin. Yes, you can sell to anybody. There's a product for a lot of different people, but when you really focus your efforts on that ideal client, then, and you focus on the marketing piece and knowing that you have to put yourself out there. We run into this a lot with realtors too. We work with a lot of realtors where there's 9,000 realtors in Rhode Island. How do you stand out? It's the same thing with network marketing. We're all selling a similar product from a similar you know, in a similar area to a similar pool of people. How do you stand out? Um, what I love about you is that the way that you stood out was really in such an authentic way that just worked. And it was simple, right? It wasn't overcomplicated. You didn't have to overthink it. You just showed up and you were you, were you and you were a great person and people resonate with that. You know, it's not hiding behind, you know, the the technology, it was in your face, being there, being authentic, being present in the moment. So I think a lot of people need to hear that, you know, cause it's, it's important. So a lot of times uh, too, I like to share with people, um, you know, when you're in network marketing and this is, this is something that's really important to understand. You very often lose your identity when you're with a company. Yeah. You're promoting their brand. Right. All of a sudden you wake up one day and realize that you have no identity yourself, that you've been promoting somebody else's brand. And the same thing happens with doing all the things that the industry tells you to do instead of pulling back and saying, hey, I'm self-employed. I'm an independent. What yeah. do I want to do in my business? How do I want to pursue it? Because I can do that. I was working with a friend in the industry and she's a top leader in another company. I won't say what it is, but she's got a million dollar team. They produce a million dollars a year and we were doing some recognition. And I said, I think you should say this. And yeah. I'm like off the wall in, in my marketing. And she said, can I do that? And I said, of course you can do it. It's your business. You can do whatever you want. And that yeah. was an eye opener for her because up until that point, she just did everything that was the agenda that she was giving and going outside of the box produced a new result for her. And she never thought of doing it before because no one gives us that permission. And again, that's because most of us 
are following a leader that tells us yep. what to do. And we're following the industry leaders, which are telling us what to do, instead of realizing that the day we sign on the dotted line for our network marketing opportunity, we are an independent and we can do it however we want. You know, I yeah. mean, I can say whatever I want in my cards and I'm outrageous. I'm outrageous with the things I say to people. When I celebrate I them, I make a point of always making sure, you know, my, my mission in life is making you memorable because if you're not memorable, you're on, you're forgettable. And if you're forgettable, you know, you don't stand a chance. And how right. we become memorable is by, as you said, Dina, you know, those questions, you know, Harvey McKay, um, years ago, I was 1988, I went to a Harvey McKay seminar and he talked about his profile of 66. And I was like, well, what's that? And it was 66 questions that every one of his sales reps had to ask every one of his clients. So he said, if you want it, send me an email to my, not an email, because there were no emails back then, send a request to my, my business. So I went home and typed up a letter and said, I would like your 66 questions, sent it, and I got it. And those 66 questions that day became the foundation of my business because I realized, you know, if you ask someone whether they like white wine, red wine, or rosé, you can learn a lot about their personality. If they like white chocolate, dark chocolate, or milk chocolate, what are your favorite yeah. books? Because when it comes time to do what I call the gifting portion of my business, and, you know, FYI, everyone should be spending 10% of their company's revenue gifting back to their clients. So when it comes time to do gifting, if you know that information, you can be much more powerful in sending that gift. And you can send a gift that's really targeted at that individual. So all of those tools are all about relationship building. And I gotta tell you, I'd spend years relationship building long before I tried to sell anything. Because again, if you're trying to sell to someone, unless you're selling something illegal that everybody wants, <laughs> and nobody can find you know right. you're with everybody else in social media and in the rest of the world you're all trying to market a product but you're trying to market it without effective marketing tools that's why you're so effective because you teach your clients those marketing tools that they need to be effective and if people market selling is easy you can't sell without marketing i'm sorry yeah. as far as I'm, i mean people say you can but i don't believe it <laughs> I don't believe you can. If you don't market, you're yeah. never going to be able to sell. Yes. And everyone has a different idea and definition of marketing, right? And it's funny when, when we ask clients, when we onboard clients, we're like, okay, uh, what, are you, what else are you doing for marketing? And sometimes they say, oh, well, this company does all my marketing. And we look and we're like, There's not, what, are, what are they doing? You know. So I think everybody has a different idea of that. So, um, so Let's, let's wrap up with what is the one piece of advice that you would give to someone that is either new or fairly new to the industry that like they're starting out. Um, I think I probably, you've probably already given, you've given us a lot of, a lot of awesome advice and nuggets already, but what's, what do you think is the most important piece that you would say to somebody that's just starting out? Call me. <laughs> Seriously, yes. seriously, you need a mentor. The yes, only yes. difference between me being successful and not being successful was finding Linda Bolduck. And I'm going to say her name out. I don't say it too often. She was a terror. But I got to tell you a funny story. And I have to end with this because, you know, a real mentor has your back. 
Yeah. And I'll never forget. Um, she, she brought me into the jewelry company in Memphis. And I think the real reason she brought me in was I was her excuse to come home to Boston to see her husband. And so she told the president of the company, she was coming home this weekend. We were having a hotel meeting because we had hotel meetings back then. And she put me in charge of inviting people to the hotel meeting. And I had, I didn't have a clue. I, I knew nothing and nobody came. And I was terrified. I mean, I was always terrified of her being angry at me because I didn't do something right. Well, she never got angry at me ever, which is something that just inspired me was that this woman never, ever, ever said a cross word to me. So she came to, she came to Boston for the meeting and we showed up and we looked at the room and it was completely empty and it was set for a hundred people and nothing looks as empty as a room set for a hundred people. Oh, and so we had to have a conference with the president of the company who was calling in to see how the meeting was. And oh, I was mortified. I mean, I just, you know, I, I, was, I was just terrified. So we called the president of the company and you know, we had no Zoom back then, so he couldn't see anything. All we had was the phone. And he says, how's the meeting going? She says, oh, it's amazing. They're like, you know, they're just, we packed the room. And he says, well, how come I can't see it? And he says, she says, oh, we had to move to another room down the hall because the noise is so loud. And I sat there and at that moment I fell in love with this woman and I said she would never leave me to hang out to dry. I mean, it was brilliant the things that this woman did. I mean, she, I, I, have, I know things to do that no one will ever know to do because this woman was my mentor. She made me sign an apprentice contract. I could not work for anybody else for two years and I had to promise never to say no to anything she asked me to do. That was what I was, that's what I had to do for two years. And at the end of two years, she asked me to do something one day and I said, no. And she said, did you forget our agreement? I said, did I forget to tell you I lied? But what had happened, oh. the, teacher, oh. the student had become the teacher and I had gotten so smart that I, you know, I, she said to me, you know what you're doing. I said, yeah, I do. I know that, you know, I knew that I was smart by the end of my two years with her because she taught me things that they don't teach in the industry. So when I say call me, the reason I say that is because I can save people a lifetime of work by talking yes. to me before they start following and reading books and, and doing all these things that really aren't effective. So if you've been in a network marketing business for 30 days and you haven't made any money yet, then either get out or find someone who's going to show you because the industry yeah. is about making money. And if you're not making any money, then you're not doing it correctly because anybody can make money in direct sales. Anyone. Right. Right. It's really quite easy. I love it. So tell us about what you're, tell us briefly about what you're doing right now, why you're, why you're enjoying it. Um, Cause you're with you're, you're doing the, uh, the card thing and the gifting. Tell us about gifting because that's- well, gifting, uh, is, gifting is huge right now. I mean, it's always been huge with me. I mean, only because I've seen the impact of what can happen if I send a box of brownies with a card. I mean, it's just, you can move mountains for doing something like that. And you know, the real serious gifters, like I was listening to uh, John Woolen who wrote the book Giftology and he sends, gifts that are worth a hundred thousand dollars but you know he's going after clients like tony robbins and gary vanacek and these guys are doing business with them because when you receive a hundred thousand dollar gift in the mail let me tell you you know you you perk up and you take notice 
But seriously, right. gifting is um, is is huge right now, thanks to John and his book, Giftology. But being able to gift effectively is what most people have a trouble with. You know, having something that, that you know, most of my clients can't afford a $100,000 gift. And most right. of my clients don't understand that they should be putting a certain portion of their yearly income towards gifting. And so I'm really, really um, moving forward this year with the gifting part of my business. I mean, I help people based on what their needs are. Um, I, uh, my birthday programs are very, very big. A lot of clients are choosing to automate their birthdays, get their contacts into the system and just automate it so they're getting birthday cards right along. Some of those people are adding a gift. A lot are just doing the gifting individually based on the situation. Um, I just sent out uh, one of my favorite gifts is, well, this is, this, this is me. I don't know if you can see me on my coffee mug here and my company logo. And someone sent this to me and it was like, oh, well, show me the program that I can do that on. And so uh, she did. And I recently sent my dear friend who's a client of mine. I send my thank you gifts in January and, and thank them for the business from the previous year because I want to be top of mind at the beginning of the year, not at the end of the year. And so I sent her a coffee mug and it had, she has two grandchildren, a boy and a girl. And I had two pictures each on the coffee mug and on the card, all it said was, I hope this warms your heart. And I mean, my God, when she got it, she was in tears and Aww. she posted all over social media. She says, this is the best thank you for your business gift I've ever received from anyone. And I knew that would, I knew that would impact her. Everyone I give to, I choose something based on what's important to them. And, you know, like Javi McKay said in the 66 question profile, I know what's important to my clients. I know that her grandbabies are the most important thing in the world to her. You know, I have a, a friend who's gluten-free, so to be able to send him gluten-free something in the mail, like is a treat because he doesn't have treats anymore. And being able to do that, you know, I know I'm making them happy. So it's all about what you want to have happen in your relationship with that person. I you know, it. you choose. I adore you. I've adored you for years. And I've maintained that relationship with you because I knew someday, somewhere, you and I were going to do something together. I didn't know when, but I knew that because Number one, I adore you, but when I first met you, you checked off all the boxes. You know, I mean, outrageous like me, stands out, makes an impression, does everything to the nines. Nothing you do is not first class. I mean, oh, I've oh. watched you for years and years and years. I know this about you. So those are the people I gravitate towards to. I wanna work with the best. You know, if you wanna know who my perfect client is, whoever yeah. is the best at what they do. Yep. And you That's know, once you have them as a friend and once they love you, you can sell them anything. You can sell them Mary Kay next year. You can sell them, you know, weight loss products to follow. Once they love you, the sky's the limit. Yeah. And just an FYI, after six months living here and not telling anybody what I did, I was invited to speak as a speaker at the Toastmasters annual convention in Charleston. I was asked to be one of the speakers and I was also asked to be one of the speakers at the small business conference here in Columbia. And that was all within my first eight months here. And people came up to me and said that I knew more people in Columbia 
than people who had lived here their entire life. Wow. And I said, of course, I build relationships. I build relationships, real relationships, not just say I build relationships. Or I talk about relationship building. I build relationships. I love it. The power of building relationships that are authentic and gratitude and gifting. I love it. I love it all. Deb, you are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us. I am so glad that you were the first because Fearless Friday is truly about being fearless. And you are, this is the, this is the avatar right here, the space <laughs> for being fearless in your business and, and for being true to yourself. So thank you so much for taking the time to share with all of us. I hope you guys got some awesome nuggets. I posted a couple of of the books that you mentioned in the chat here and um, a couple of the things. I actually found some of Harvey McKay's questions. I think I might've found the actual questions. I'm not sure. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, but he owns an envelope company. So you could actually say, I'm in the envelope business too. And that's what resonated with me and Harvey McKay. He's technically, you know, in the envelope business and uh, he sells more envelopes than anybody in the world. He's brilliant. Awesome. awesome. So connect thank, with you. Thank you, my love, for, for inviting me for to be your first. I, I, I was really excited to be able to do this and I'm really glad that we did. Yes, definitely. The perfect, perfect side. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you're watching the replay, that's totally okay. We're going to have more awesome people like Deb. I, I think we started with the best, right? <laughs> started with the most awesome. So we're going to have more uh, people that are involved in network marketing, entrepreneurship, marketing, just everything that you need. If you're not in direct sales, network marketing, that's okay. All of these things apply to any business that you guys might have. So um, connect with Deb if you're interested in her program. She has a great program that she offers to not only help with the birthday programs, but follow up and really putting that gratitude piece in. I'm a huge believer in the gratitude piece, which totally goes along with gifting and the giftology piece you talked about. So connect with Deb. We'll give you her contact info if you want to reach out to her and find out more about that. And uh, next week, we're going to have my mentor in Color Street. Her name is Margaret. She's amazing. And you know what drew me to her is that she just had such a great vibe, you know, she had a great, just authentic, chill kind of vibe. And I was a hot mess when she was trying to recruit me, but she never gave up on me. So, um, so I'm super excited to talk to her next week as well. I think she'll be a great follow-up to you because you guys have a lot of similarities. So thank you. Yay. And we'll see everybody next week. I'll put your contact info in the chat so people can reach out if they want to know more. Awesome. Yay. Bye guys. Bye. Everybody have a great day and a great weekend. All right.